0: This guy, I've got Lance Squirrel, my blogger, radio host, friend.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Lance Curve Show. It's not really the Landscurve Show. Today, it is Sistar 7 segment. I'll be the plate to her meal any day. I'll be her bucket carrier any day. With what she brings, the importance of what's, what she brings in this day and age to wake us up, we can't put a price on it. It's just so unbelievable to me that in this day and age, in this present time, with so much going on, we have half of the world wearing a mask. We have a vaccine that's being pushed by the world's governments that can change our our DNA. All of this stuff going on, the pandemic, all of these so-called millions and millions of deaths, yet I don't see any extra obituaries. But the amount of people that are dying, The amount of obituary should be the size of a Sunday paper every day. Go figure. We're too distracted. We're too duped. But then again, we listen to all of the foolishness that's put out there in the media to keep us distracted. But then we have a sister here, segment seven, who who brings truth right in your face and tells you how it is. And many on YouTube will just brush over it. But then again, you know, they will be clamoring for this after a while. And those of us who appreciate our sister, we know that what she's saying is the truth. And we have to take this word that she's sharing today and spread it out to the world to save some of us out here. But then again, many of us are not going to make it. And we got to cut our losses. And for those who do listen, I want you to listen good. Sister segment seven, I welcome you back home to your platform. And I'm so glad you're here. And I want you just to come on in and take your sweet time. If you take six hours, eight hours, 12 hours, we are here with you. Know that. Talk to me, my dear sister. Welcome home.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. I I am honored to be here. And I'm just honored to share. I came today because A message needs to be heard. More than a message, a truth, like you said, needs to be absorbed. Not just heard, but truly absorbed into your souls and into your spirit. The world is not what they programmed us to believe. And I just want to thank you, my dear brother Lance. For opening up the platform and allowing the truth tellers to speak, allowing us to to give our souls and give our, our fire to fuel our people to live. I just want to thank you so much for, for doing that and being everything that you are to the African people, to the melanin rich people, the people whose skin is made out of the stars. I just want to thank you and just start with the fact that we need to survive. Like you said, we need to survive. The world is not what they programmed us to believe. We have been and still are being hunted. Listen to me clearly. Anyone who's listening, we are being hunted. Anyone with a birth certificate. It's property in the eyes of your oppressors. Only in their eyes do they view us as something to be hunted, as a piece of property. That's the truth of what we're we're going through here. It gets even deeper, it gets more diabolical, it gets more sinister, and we have to face the truth. Something must Be done. You have been and will continue to be hunted and slaughtered until you awaken to your truth that we must survive at all costs. That is the truth. We must survive at all costs. Get your children to listen to this. Bring your children. Turn this on for your children. This is a gift of love. This is more than a message. This is a gift of love. Get your children. Get your grandchildren. Get your nieces. Get your nephews. Find any child you can find with skin that is made from cos- cosmic stardust. Beautiful black melanin-rich skin children, get your children and sit them down and let them hear this truth that they must survive. Not only us, not only the adults, but more importantly, the the, the children, they have to survive. I want to say happy birthday, happy born day, happy birthday, whatever you want to call it. But I call it happy return because it's not the first time that you've been on this earth it's not the first time that i've been on this planet this is not our first life or our second life or our third lives but i want to say happy birthday before i i get in any deeper to kenley love song kenley love song is my firstborn. And my firstborn to my firstborn child. I need you to survive. Yes. yes. Lily Lyon is my secondborn child. I need you to survive. To all of you listening, tell your children right now that I need you to survive. Tell your nieces, tell your nephews, tell your grandchildren, I need you. To survive, you must become masters of survival. We have to become masters of survival. Sensei survivalist. Sensei survivalist. And shout out to my husband, AKA the Sensei survivalist, Ami. I don't even want to say shout out, but love and light out. You know, it's such a dirty word, shot. So let me correct that. But that's what we say when we want to give big ups to people that we love and we care. And, and this is how they twisted our brains, even into turning something positive into something that is meant or death, a shot, even down to vaccines. You shouldn't be putting them in you if it's called a shot. Why would you put it in your children? But back to what I'm saying. Resistance begins at home. Resistance begins at home. Let your children hear what must be said. Let your children hear what must be said. Let's look at who the real terrorists are. Let's look at our truth for what it is. We have an evil among us, a a putrid, rotten, diabolical, genocidal psychopath who is held in upon erasing and eradicating us from this particular planet, Earth. And we have done nothing about even worse. We help them and aid in our own destruction. We are helping them and aiding them in our own destruction. Our justice comes from within. We have no justice system within the enemy system. There is no justice for us. There will never be justice. They're not capable of, of even doing anything righteous or justice. Your enemy does not care about justice of your ancestors, justice for your brothers and your sisters. Your enemy is your enemy. Point blank. Period. There's no justice system that a hate preacher could create for the beautiful cosmic beautiful people that we are. It's not possible. Let's face that truth. This is a psychopath and that hell-bent on erasing us from this planet. And we're helping them to do that. But again, our justice comes from within and we have forgot. We forgot who and what we are. We are living with skin. Made from the stars, yet we are living in tyranny and dying at the hands of a parasite that kills, breaks, and steals its way across the planet. They're not your allies. They are not your friends. They are not your family. They're not your wife your husband, your brother, or your sister. This kind of thinking is keeping us keeping us in a genocidal time loop or so-called time loop. How is it that we are living in this illusion within the illusion? We must look at the twist story for what it is. We have to look at it for what it is. First, let's start with the nature, the nature of this parasite. I want to start with the nature of who we are truly dealing with. we are truly dealing with. And I'm going to start by giving you some examples of evidence that I found. This is what I'm saying to you is actual. I have purpose. And I'm pulling it up right now. And and you know what, I'm going to start with the gut-wrenching history of black babies, parasites, and alligators. I'm going to start with that one first. I want to start with the history, the gut-wrenching history of Black baby, pink parasites, and alligators. It's disgusting. It's really disgusting. I pulled up some articles. One article is baked alligators with chicken in it. It's the Washington Times headline that was written on June 3rd, 1908. And the article says, two specimens coaxed to summer quarters by plump little Africans. The New York Zoological Gardens Zookeeper sent two black children into an enclosure that housed More than 25 crocodiles and alligators. The children were chased by the hungry reptiles, entertaining zoo patrons while leading the alligators and crocodiles out of the reptile house where they spent the winter into a tank where they could be viewed during the summer. According to the newspaper article, two small colored children happened to drift through the reptile house. The zookeeper pressed them into service. He believed that alligators and crocodiles had an Epicurean fondness for black men and women, black babies. He also believed along with all the people who allowed it to happen, that the lives of those sons and daughters that were placed in the zoo with the crocodiles were nearly value valueless. We had no value to them. This is how sick this parasite is. And again, with this article, there's no mention of punishment for this zoo keeper. And then the 166th World article, there was no mention of taking responsibility or accountability for such horrible and deplorable and evil destructive disgusting behavior no one took responsibility and that's fine we're the ones that need to take the responsibility it offered, this article offered not one adjective that would imply that the actions of the zookeeper were despicable, unthinkable, or even reckless. Was using black children as gator bait acceptable? Hell no. Unbelievably no. The idea that black children are acceptable gator bait was not born in the head of one zookeeper. It was a practice in the American Everglades that inspired lore and and, and memorabilia. They have all kinds of memorabilia and and trinkets of baby legs, baby seats, baby heads, heads of our kings, heads of our queens. That's the same people that smile at you in the streets Teach your children, the same people that are walking around in Walmart to drive next to you on the road in a car. Yes, they have our body parts. And they they swing them around. This is what you're dealing with, a a, a deplorable creature. They swing them around. They they call it memorabilia. This is how sick and disgusting this parasite is. I pulled up another article. In 1923, Time Magazine reported that colored babies were being used for alligator bait in Chipley, Florida. The infants were allowed to play in the shallow water while expert riflemen watched from concealment nearby when an alligator or crocodile approaches this prey or so-called prey this baby he is shot by the rifleman this tactic was considered more humane to these beings these beasts this tactic was considered more humane than the one described in the Miami News Times article that I pulled up. Alligator hunters in this in this Miami Times news article. Alligator hunters would sit crying black babies who were too young to walk at the water's edge with rope around their necks and lace. The babies would splash and cry until the crocodile snapped on one of them. The hunters would kill the alligator only after the baby was in the alligator's jaw. They would trade the lives of our beautiful children for alligator skin. They made postcards, they made pictures, they made trinkets to commemorate the practice of killing black babies and using beautiful black babies, sweet, innocent black babies, this alligator face. These are the same people that make up the so-called laws. The same people that you go out and you want to boast for and commit your spirit and your soul to. These, This is the same beast. Then and now. Look, it's, it's not that long ago. I also pulled up another article This is facts. These are facts that I'm giving you. This is not a a hate speech or or something that, you know, I'm just making up. I'm pulling up facts. This is about to be about facts, about how it's looking for us and how we somehow can't manage to see what it is and what's really truly going on. But let me get back to what I was saying. In October 1919, the Richmond Times-Dispatch printed, what uh, some, thought, some of their kind thought was a joke. You know, they, they printed something uh, and it read, game protection. We understand the Florida authorities are going to prohibit the use of live picanity as alligator bait. They say they've got to do something to check the rapid disappearance Of the alligator through indigestion. How sick is that? What kind of joke is that? This is what we're dealing with then and now. Also pulled up a Minnesota paper, the New own Review, printed in and in this article in January uh, of 1922. There was an attraction. It says previewing the attraction. This, this picture is, is horrible. It says, previewing the attraction at the Brown County Fair. In the section about fireworks, the article boasted that there will also be a big colored alligator pursuing a fleeing pickaninny and many other beautiful designs. design. So they It was beautiful for a black baby to be chased around by an alligator. I have the image of a postcard featuring an alligator preparing to attack a black baby, and that black baby is crying in terror, in terror. It's authentic. His, it's from the authentic history sentence. See, they're telling some of what they do, but they did much worse. And and I know you asked, how could it get any worse than that? Oh, it, 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 it's just as bad as anything you can ever imagine. It's horrible. But I'm looking at this postcard of an alligator preparing to attack this crying Black baby. In October 1902, the St. Louis Republic described all of the floats in the city's Bill Profit Parade. It, I think that's the name of it. It says, all the floats in the city build Profit Parade, a secret society founded by a former Confederate soldier. The, the Bill Profit Organization held a parade to tell the history of. Louisiana Purchase Float number 15 was called Plantation Life in Louisiana. It displayed a monstrous alligator swallowing a fat piccaninny. That's what they want to call it a, a fat piccaninny, a plump African child. A child that looked like us, a child that looks like our children. You know, this is a sick, 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 disgusting people. You know, I'm I'm even I'm even looking at something from the nineteen sixties depicting a black baby in the mouth of an alligator. That was just in the nineteen sixties. Just happened just happened recent that's recent that's recent i'm also looking at how you know in this one article you had a bunch of christian people responsible for centuries of ma'afa justified you know they were justifying their their so-called sins by convincing themselves that Blacks were an inferior race. There's nothing inferior about us. We are the all. We've always been the all. We are the originals. And I'm not talking about that disgusting show that they made called the originals. Where they have a bunch of blood sucking vampires going around, and preteens going around, and teenagers going around, you know, fighting and sucking and eating and feeding on the blood of others parasitically. I'm not talking about those kind of originals, but we are the original. They always try to justify what they're doing. There is no justice in for us. There is no justification, no justice. They they don't live by anything, beginning with the J, except for their fictional Jesus and even that. The letter J, when they created that fictional, you know, being in their eyes. Yes, there there was, you know, someone, but not what they twisted and created. There I'm sure there, there were stories that needed to be told, and and you know they twisted and they raped and maligned spirituality. They did horrible things to our spirituality and created something dark of their own. But it was it's it's plenty of them that believed there were there were pink. Christians constantly believing and and telling people. And as a matter of fact, they don't even believe it themselves. Let me correct myself. They don't believe that themselves. You know, really what it is, they know they are inferior and they're fearful of us. They're afraid. So they try to get us while we're babies, while our children are still young, kill us off before we have a chance to grow into some knowledge, before we have a chance to rise up. They, they 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 murder for any reason to feed off of us, to do whatever it is that they need to do. But this has been going on for far too long. I won't I won't continue with any more of the uh, alligator situation. I'd like to move on next to something else that I pulled up and this is about Black babies being more likely to survive when cared for by Black doctors. This is another fact. I pulled up an article in The Guardian and it says Black babies are more likely to survive when cared for by Black doctors. This is a US study. It says here that Black babies have a greater chance of survival when the hospital doctor in charge of the care is also Black, according to a new study. Well, I could have told anybody that. I don't need to to read it. But in case some of our people need to have some type of proof about what's going on here and how we're being attacked straight from the womb before we even make it here, how serious and dire the situation is, how serious and dire our situation is, in case you don't know, go read Go oh, read the articles. Oh, read the study. Read it because it's a truth that should have some of us saying, What are we going to do? Where are all the black doctors? How come we don't have more black obstetricians? Black ob in that will see to the care of our children, that will see to the care of our next generation. Go read the the survival rate next to a Caucasian or a caucasoid baby. Go read it because of the the numbers will show you. Look at the number. And this is what they're telling you. They're not necessarily going to give you the real numbers, but it's for every one baby born, a thousand, one white Caucasian baby born, a thousand of our our African babies die in the hands of caucasoid doctors. That's an issue. That's an issue that we need to take seriously. We need to take it very seriously. I would, you know, go in, you know, deeper. I wanted to go deeper into this study, but there's so much that we have to cover today in so little time. So much to cover, cover so little time. But I will say this. We need more black obstetricians. You cannot trust your newborn or trust that your new entity that you're supposed to be giving birth to from the cosmos will make it here alive. Don't trust that child in the hands of your enemy. We need more black obstetricians. Matter of fact, we need more melanin-rich cosmic beings in every field possible, in every field possible. You can't tell me that it's okay that the strongest of our Black men are out here. It's not okay that the strongest, listen to me here, it makes no sense that the strongest of our Black men are out here throwing and catching balls. And we're being murdered consistently across the board, across the planet. they out here throwing, busy throwing and catching balls in tight-ass clothing. Or if they're not in tight-ass clothing on Sunday, playing what some call football, I call it fag ball. I don't care who out of this offended, but playing fag ball. That the strongest of our men are out here throwing and catching balls and tight ass uh whatever you want to call them and then if they're not doing that they're throwing balls through hoops like circus monkeys why is it that the strongest of our black men are doing Pointless shit that has nothing to do with our survival. And how is it that anybody in their right minds can give birth to a child and be proud that all they want to do with their lives is throw balls and catch balls for their white owners on these white teams or pink owners on these pink teams to entertain pink people and make pink people money? The strongest of our black men. Are out there patting each other on the ass during so called games. This ain't no game. We don't have time to play games. There ain't no time to play games. But we need, you know, not even just talking about the strong, but the smart. We need more black obstetricians so that we can make it here. Today is the day my firstborn child was born, thanks to a group of black obstetricians. This group of black obstetricians, African obstetricians, melanin-rich obstetricians made sure my firstborn made it here safely, and my secondborn made it here. It was black obstetricians. Matter of fact, we we need more black everything. I said this before. We don't have anybody studying weaponology. And when it comes to the medical field, you need somebody that's studying biochemistry. We need scientists. We need doctors. Matter of fact, I was talking to A Nigerian man who I would call a friend, a friend of my sister, and he's a dentist. And I'm telling him how I really, really, really could use a melanin-rich oral surgeon. I don't trust them in my mouth. My mouth hurting right now because I can't trust. I don't feel right. I didn't feel comfortable when I went to the oral surgeon and he happened to be a pink parasite and his energy was all the way wrong. So he's not putting me under no sedation and getting nothing in my mouth. These are some dark times. We can't trust them with nothing. I didn't even like my dentist, but hey, I, I gotta go to the dentist. We need more black dentists. We need more black oral surgeons. We need more black Doctors and scientists, period, across the board, if we are to survive. But I'm going to move on because I said there's much to cover and so little time. Much to cover and so little time. I like to talk about. You know, when it comes to the nature of this parasite, let's let's go through the massacres, the black massacre in U.S. history, in periods, in U.S. twistery, whatever you want to call it. But let's go through the archives of the massacre so that we can get it through our heads, the seriousness of what's going on. October twenty fourth, a hate crime in 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 Kentucky, a an African American and or so called African American—I don't call it an African American. There's no such thing. But an African was killed in Kentucky, and then they tried to put and throw a Jew into the mix to call it a hate crime. Let's just be honest. The only hate crimes that go on, truly, in all truth, are against us. But they always gotta insert themselves in, in somewhere. But I'm gonna go through this, these archives with you. Yes, that was October 24th. Now I'm gonna move on to June 17th, 2015. Charleston Church Massacre, nine African, nine African church goers were gunned down inside the church in an act of so-called white supremacist terrorism. June 17, 2015, my, my family. I don't call you my people, but my family. June seventeenth, twenty fifteen. Recent. Recent. November third, nineteen seventy nine. The Greensboro massacre. They say five people were killed when the Ku Klux Klan and Nazis fired on an anti-Klan rally on an anti-Klan rally in Greensboro. North Carolina. They say only five stuff. But I know, we know that it was by far more than five. I wasn't born yet, but I know for a fact that it was more than five people killed that day on November 3rd, 1979, in Greensboro Massacre. Ask me how I know. All I'm going to say is, oh, that's how I know. February 8th, 1968. Orangeburg massacre. Two years before the Kent State murders, 28 students, African students, were injured and they say three were killed in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Most shot, most of them were shot in the back by state police while involved in a peaceful protest. I'm looking at three pictures of three. Young black men. Young black men. They would be older. They would be our elders right now if they were still living. Looking at these black and white photos, they they look smart, they look healthy, they look strong. They don't look weak. They're not dressed in dresses. They're not dressed in drag. They were smart educated beautiful black men that were killed i'm looking at their pictures that was the orange massacre may 30th i'm looking at a picture 1937 the memorial day massacre on memorial day chicago police department shot killed What they say was 10 unarmed demonstrators in Chicago that were black, that that were African, that were melanin rich. I don't believe the numbers. It's about knowing. I know for a fact that they always lie about the numbers. They always do. March. Twenty-first, nineteen thirty-seven, the pont massacre. I'm looking at a picture of clearly black Puerto Ricans. Police shot peaceful protesters killing nineteen and wounding over two hundred others in Pont Puerto Rico. December 29th, 1923, let's forget the terror attacks on Africans in Ketcher, Arkansas. The Ketcher race riot begins leading to the creation of another sundown terror. Killing, assault, the terror attack on Africans in Ketcher, Arkansas. January 1st, let's look at January 1st, 1923, the Rosewood Massacre. The Rosewood Massacre, they made a movie of this. The Rosewood Massacre was the so-called white supremacist destruction of a black town and the murder of many countless residents. And that spilled over all over the place. It was, it was, it was in more than just Rosewood traveled on down to Jacksonville. All of that. Let's look at, I'm sure all of you know about this one too. May 31st, 1921, the Tulsa Massacre. And what became known as the Tulsa Massacre or so-called white supremacists, because I don't like calling anybody a white supremacist because we all know, you know, you get some pasty parasites, but they're pink. I will not call, I don't like calling them white and call us black, but I call us black for the environment of us understanding um, what and who we are to a certain degree, but as a caste system. They're trying to call themselves white and call us black. We are so much more than black people. We are the cosmos people. We our skin is made of stars. We are star people. But anyway, in Tulsa, the massacre. It was a big, thriving African community in Oklahoma. This is one of the countless, countless, countless peak supremacist massacres in US history. Let's go to November 2nd, 1920, the Ocoee, or the Ocoee Massacre. More than 50 Africans killed in the Ocoee Massacre after going to vote in Florida, after going to vote in Florida, they got killed in a process where their vote doesn't even count. They got killed for no reason. And I'm gonna get on how your vote don't count. You're not in a position for anything to count. Don't let me get started on that, but I am gonna get started. But anyway, that's what happened November 2nd, 1920 in the Okoe massacre. November 22nd, 1919, the Ogaluza labor massacre. This was an attack on the the interracial labor solidarity. Let's go to September 30th, 1919, the Elaine massacre. Black, firm farmers. Black farmers were massacred in Elaine Arkansas, for their efforts to fight for better pay and higher cotton prices. A pink mob shot at them, and the farmers returned fire in self-defense. And estimates range from anywhere from 100 to 800 were killed. And there were supposedly only 67 survivors uh, that were indicated or inciting violence. We all know those numbers are much higher when it comes to these massacres. They say anywhere from 100 to 800 in this, this particular situation, but we all know that the numbers are much higher. Much higher. July 27th, let's go to July 27th, 1919. The red summer in Chicago. Fucked by a teen police officer's refusal to make an arrest in the murder of a Black teenager, Chicago's red summer violence lasted almost a week. And at least, it says at least 38 people, but we know the numbers are higher. Again, at least 38 people were killed and thousands of Black homes, African homes, polluted. And damaged. So even back in 1919, they were shooting our teenage black boys. Long, long, long before now. It hasn't stopped. It always was since we let it begin. And it keeps going because we allow it. We allow it. But this is the nature. This is the nature. July 19, 1919, white mobs in uniform or pink mobs in uniform attacked Africans in Washington, D.C. who fought back. Pink mobs incited by the media attacked The African community in Washington, D.C., and African-American soldiers returning from World War I, yes, they even attacked people that were fighting for them. Let me correct myself again. I'm just reading to you the facts. But in these facts, they call it African-American. Should I say African-American? No, that I know there's no such thing as an African-American, but yes, they killed African-Americans in, in their writing, you know, but they killed Africans, period. They killed melanin-rich people, communities, and soldiers returning from World War One. This was one of the many violent events that And it was distinguished by strong and and, and organized black resistance to the pink violence. Oh, we fought back. Now, we don't do nothing. There was a time, yes, in some of these massacres where we we fought back. We fought back. We fought back. We fought back. Now we just allow it. That's a problem. I'm looking at a picture from January 28, 1918 Porvenir Massacre. They call these 15 people Mexican Americans. I'm looking at this photo. These are dark-skinned people in the front with big black noses, beautiful noses that look like uh, pyramids. Clearly, these people look like us because we're everywhere on the planet. Call us whatever you want to call us try to divide us. We know the truth. We're everything. We're, we're all over the place. But they say 15 Mexicans. Americans were killed by Texas Rangers during the Poor Veneer Massacre and these are clearly African Mexicans. Africans that live in what they call Mexico. Let's go to April 20th, 1914. The Ludlow Massacre. The National Guard fired on Striking minors and their families, I'm looking at a picture of a father with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven children, all under the age of twelve, of course, most of them, really small babies and maybe two of them around anywhere between eight nine, ten, eleven, maybe twelve at the most. Against the National Guard fired on striking miners and their families. Not just the miners, their families, innocent people. They're all innocent. We're all innocent. Pretty original. We belong here. The virus doesn't. So
1: yeah, they they
2: they fired on on us back then. That's that's, that's another massacre. Let's look at July 29, 1910. Slocum Massacre in Texas. Citizens in the small, predominantly African-American town of Slocum, Texas, were massacred. That's what it reads in this article. I'm looking at the pictures. For what, though? I tell you. Because we allow it. This is the nature of this parasite. Let's not be convinced of anything else. Let's not be confused. Let's not be confused. I think if I keep on going on and on and bringing you the proof, like August 14, 1908, which I'm about to get into about the Springfield Massacre, if I keep on, you know, hammering it, hammering the truth, bringing the truth, maybe perhaps our children. And our children's children, and some of us, will even get it, of what we're dealing with here. August 14, 1908, Springfield Massacre. Springfield Massacre was committed against Africans by a mob of about 5,000 people in Springfield, Illinois. That's another massacre. Another one. November 10th, the Wilmington Massacre. The interracial elected reconstruction era local government was exposed in a coup d'etat in Wilmington, North Carolina, in which they murdered countless African people, melanin-rich people, our family members. Let's, let's talk about the Battle of Verdant, October 12th, 1898. I'm a move, I'm not even going to get into that. About the coal, the coal barons standing their ground. But I'm going to get into it. I said I wasn't. But these coal barons stood their ground and were murdered at the Battle of Verdon. Yes. Melanie Rich, coal barons. Coal workers and miners and all those such things. It's selling and rich people work in massacre. September 10th, 1897, Lattimore Massacre. Again, it says here that 19 mine workers were killed and dozens were wounded in the Lattimore Latimer, the Massacre. August fifth, eighteen ninety six, Polk County Massacre. White workers or what I call cake workers murder black workers, what I call cosmically melanin rich Africans who were working in Arkansas. They were coming to work on the railways. we were we were, we were working on railways then. So that trains can be up and running and we're we're going from one place to another. Not doing anything necessarily wrong, just working working and being melanin rich, working and being what they call black, working and being positive. Just mining our business. Mining our beautiful black business. Mining our beautiful melanin rich African business just working and these pink people come along in Polk County and massacre our family. December 29th, 1819, Wounded Knee Massacre. I'm talking about Wounded Knee Creek in South Dakota. Now this is something that the so-called Native Americans, uh, they, they, they were attacked. But uh, we were already here long before the Atlantic slave trade. And yes, we were them too. We were there at Wounded Knee Creek in South Dakota, December 29th, 1890 and we got we got massacre over 300 massacre November 23rd 1887 a Five a sibodo massacre adults is a french word so i don't speak too much french so my pronunciation may be off but in this massacre between 30 and 60, African, Black, whatever you want to call it, Louisiana sugarcane workers were massacred. Massacred. November 3rd, 1883, Danville riot. Africans or what they call African-American voters, were threatened after the Danville riots, leading to their loss of so-called political power in the majority African-American city uh, in Virginia. But during these riots, Africans again were killed. And it had to do, (laughs) at this particular time, with voting, which I'll get into in just a little bit. July 8th, 1876, the Hamburg Massacre. A black militia was accused of blocking a road or African militia was accused of blocking a road and punished with the Hamburg Massacre. This was a reconstruction era, voter suppression. But again, we were accused of blocking a road and so the, the price is death. Really? 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 September fourth, eighteen seventy-five, Mississippi Massacre. I'm not gonna get into it too deep like I did the other ones, because I wanna get them moving on to more things that we need to discuss in our survival. December 17th, I mean December 7th, 1874, the Vicksburg Massacre. Oh, there's so many more massacres I could keep on going on and on about, but I won't I won't I won't continue because we have to talk about what must be done we looking at the nature of what is, being, what is happening to us, what has been done to us. But we need to be focused on everything that encompasses our survival. And part of that has to do with knowing the nature of what we're dealing with here. Let's look at the logic of the slave patrol and the fantasy of black predatory violence and the use of force by the police. And then, after you look at that, next, let's look at the nature of the King Parasite who makes your law and amendments. And after that, let's face the fact that Not one of us, not one of us wrote or signed any of these amendments. We are not the rulers. We are not the lawmakers. We are not the government or anything having to do with running things here, right here and now. We don't hold any say-so. When it comes to justice for our ancestors, justice for our children, justice for our mothers and fathers, aunts and uncles, friends and families, justice for African people all across the planet. We have no say-so. We don't have the power we need to have, but we are all powerful. But we're not exercising that power. We're not exercising. I want to talk about and I want to look at and I want to, you know, do more than just talk. I want to resignate. I want to shine a light of truth about crimes against humanity. I think it's important that we as a people recognize what that means crimes against humanity are certain acts that are purposely committed as a part of a widespread or systematic attack directed against it says any civilians in time of war or peace but we all know that crimes against Humanity are certain acts that are purposely committed as a part of a widespread or systematic attack directed against who? Africans. African. African. Let's also look at how how crimes against humanity actually work and look at it for what it really is and break it down so that we all have the same comprehension the same knowledge the same understanding when it comes to what's going on here unlike war crimes crimes against humanity can be committed it says during peace or war they are not isolated or sporadic events, but are part either of a government policy, although the perpetrators or the uh, uh, those that are, you know, making this happen need not uh, identify themselves with this policy. They don't have to tell you who they are, but they are the government or, uh, or of a wide, practice of atrocities tolerated or condoned by a government or a de facto authority. So when they give this uh the perpetrators, you know, that's what I meant to say, the perpetrators. When they give the perpetrators a pass because it's government, that should tell you something there. That the government is responsible for crimes against humanity. That paragraph that I researched and read and defined to the best of my ability, it may not have been perfect, but that paragraph that said unlike war crimes, crimes against humanity can be committed during peace or war, and they are not isolated or sporadic events, but are part either of a government policy or of a wide practice of atrocities tolerated or condoned by a government or a de facto authority should tell us that the government is not for us. We do not run it. So how could it help and aid or care or want for us to survive? It tells you, it openly admits that when it comes to war crimes, you can look it up, go to Wikipedia, go anywhere you want to look it up. It, it openly admits that the war crimes and crimes of humanity are, in fact, supported and put in place by your government. That, that idea right to tell you something about your government ain't right. Something about your government is not right. When I talk about crimes against humanity, I'm talking about war crimes, murder, massacres that I just talked about, dehumanization, genocide, ethnic cleansing, deportation, unethical human experimentation, extrajudicial punishment. Including execution, use of weapons of mass destruction, state terrorism, state sponsoring of terrorism, death squad, kidnapping, forced disappearances, use of child soldiers, unjust imprisonment, enslavement, torture, rape, political repression, racial discrimination, and all types a prosecution across the board when it comes to Africans. When it comes to the cosmic people of the stars. That is what's happening to us and has been happening to us. We need to be truly ready for the truth. We need to face this truth, and what I'm about to say to you now, some of you will get offended by by speaking the truth, but I'm, I'm not here today because I want likes or because I want views or because I want your friendship. I'm here because I am your family, and I need you to survive. I'm here because I am your family, and I need you to survive. You don't need to like the truth for the truth to be the truth. I need you to survive, and I'm asking that we not only survive, but thrive. I'm certain. I am certain that I have already offended those with pink mothers pink wives and pink husbands. I have also offended the religious sheeple, the gays, the trannies, the Neanderthals or Neanderthals. And I've offended all that is opposed to our natural organic cosmic progression, evolution and evolution. And I proudly will continue to offend anybody who stands in the way of our cosmic progression. I shine my light in some of the darkest of places out of love and for the survival of our species. This star, the star is hot. I am a S- you in. And sometimes the sun burns, sometimes the truth burns. And if I have to hurt you with the truth so that you and your children and your children's children can live on, so be it, so be it. We need to face the truth and live by it or, or genetic material Our AKA avatar bodies will continue to die. Our genetic material will die. So either we live and face, live by the truth and face the truth, or our genetic material, listen to me and hear me, whether you like it or not, it's the truth. If we do not start living and looking at the truth, our genetic material AKA avatar body will continue to die. I have lived many times. I've lived time beyond time, but never have I ever died beyond the body. But the experience as the body is what the all creator has gifted unto itself and this is and has been under attack i want to ask a question i need to ask this question i don't i don't necessarily need to let me let me say this i want to ask the question and Before I ask this question, I'm asking you to not feel offended. But if I do offend you by the question I ask, maybe it's the light of the truth that is burning you. Therefore, I won't apologize. So here's the question. How many of us, how many of you are still out here politicking and politicking but these politicians and policies that we didn't create nor do we have any control over how many of you are out there voting and rededicating their lives to a system of the dead how many of you still out there casting votes and partaking in the crash of the white buffer, of the pink parasite, the death dealers. How many of you keep signing up for your oppression? Keep, Keep making these contracts with these deaf Your vote, listen to me clearly, your vote will not count because you have not put yourself in the position to count. People who vote are too afraid to break the chain. People who vote are stuck in the illusion of inclusion. That's the truth. And I don't care who I offense because let me tell you something. There's nothing personal is not because i don't care and i don't love you or that i'm ignorant because i'm not i clearly love those who gave me life this particular form in this body but i'm sure that my parents voted so it's nothing first don't take it On a a negative level, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm sure I have family members other than my parents, my sister, possibly cousins, or whoever was out there voting. Voting, choking, choking. They keep hanging a noose around their neck. Choking. Call it voting. Choking. I just want to know. I just want to know. I'm asking. Who hoard themselves out, who hold themselves out, who hoard themselves out while voting for racist, rapist, child molesting, jailing, killing, and stealing Biden and his glorified bedwins? I don't support Trump, Biden, or any systematic death of our people. Yes we are the original yes we are the original republic and creator of the ancient system but they have stolen and twisted the system and the whole world with the system and we are in trouble we are in some serious trouble let's vote to become organized. Let's vote to walk in agreement as the original universal being and protectors of this earth, Delete all the destructive distractions. We have a virus upon this planet that is eating us from the inside out. Fact, Fact. we have a virus A virus that is eating us from the inside out. Trump's administration was awash with U.S. uh, Israeli citizens. And and it's crystal clear that powerful elements in Israel and their founding families based in Europe are his main puppeteers. US foreign policy is orchestrated by powerful European financial elites who almost direct Israeli intervention in US affairs. Their long term goal is to merge all nations and convert human society into a drastically depopulated. RFID chip, mind control subclass, subservient to the omnipotent ruling class, where all challenges to their power become impossible. There is a perception, a false perception of how this world is ran. There's a false perception when it comes to the environment, the typical cycle goes like this. If a Republican is president, you will get an administration that is business first and burdensome on the environmental regulation, uh, the burdensome, you know, environmental Regulations will be really relaxed. And if a Democrat is elected, there will be more emphasis on regulations and measures to combat climate change. See this this dichotomy upholds the left-right political psychological divide that feeds participatory political debate, keeping the public in the notion that their opinion matter when that's far from the truth. In reality, same environmental action that governments and private citizens take to reverse environmental uh, degradation, like ending the dumping of plastics and other waste products in the oceans like that's being ignored. Like we could take actions on our own, uh placing you know, you know, placing us in the proper position to heal this planet. But no, gee, they wanna focus emphasis, they wanna focus on this this climate change. The reason for this emphasis or this theory on climate change is to the detriment of tangible environmental damage and it's well documented in the UN's Agenda 21. This document, I brought it up before, it was signed by about 178 nations in 1992 and it calls for the implementation of initiatives that would place incredible power in the hands of government to sharply restrict the free flow of people, mass conversation, mass confiscation of private land, and moving populations into high-rise smart cities filled with advanced surveillance technologies that would essentially end the concept of privacy the madness that i speak of is being sold under the disguise of sustainable development it is also being sold at the local level instead of by federal decree they want this movement to be viewed as an endless patchwork of local initiatives and grassroots environmental action the real deal behind these initiatives has to do with the psychopathic class of individuals who are pathologically obsessed with complete domination and control of all the world's material wealth and human resources. They covered a sharply depopulation, mind control population living in strategically designed surveillance cities where elites and their enforcers and dark psychologists can easily manage a mind-controlled service class that will benefit the elite. And Agenda 21 is behind many of these unknowing environmental groups and educational programs. They got our children Thinking that, you know, they, they got our children under the notion, and they have some of us under the notion that if we don't act on climate change now, that within a dozen years or so, the environmental damage will be irreversible. And that our children will not even have a future to look forward to. And this is what I want to say about that. There is no definitive evidence that human activity is warming the planet to the extent polar ice will melt in a few years, and then all the low-lying coastal cities will be uh, destroyed. There's no definitive evidence, but I have definitive evidence that it's not us that's warming up this planet. It's park the elites are doing this purposely, 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 These notions have also given social engineers the green light to spray the atmosphere with endless streams of aluminum, strontium, and barium in the name. Of universal global warming when in fact it has more to do with introducing chemicals into the environment that will accelerate the depopulation so coveted by the pathological classes period all that has to do with being able to have green light to spray, to trail us to death, to spray us to death, to accelerate the death of us, of our people. There are many ways they're coming at us, many ways, many ways. I just need all of us to look at it for what it is. You have a Global elite seeking to convert human society into subservient nations that have no power, have no power at all. We as a people need to wake up to what is our truth. We have to. We have no other choice. This is about eugenics. Everything that's going on now, even down to to elections and, and, and systematic repression of our people and all this other stuff that you you interact with. This has to do with eugenics and depopulation. There's a eugenic and a depopulation agenda. Eugenics and depopulation means getting rid of us, erasing us from this planet, and we have to survive. I'm gonna talk about the Illuminati's idea of population control, because it falls into two broad categories. One category is limiting the size of human societies and monitoring and controlling the movement of individuals within that society and intentionally reducing the bulk of the world population through genocide via the introduction of population slaughter, orchestrated conflict and lethal bioengineering disease organism introduced via vaccine and other means of external uh, transmission. I'm talking about eugenics, population control. Harry, Eugenics is a term coined In the latter part of the 19th century by an Englishman known as uh, Francis Galton. It was to describe the science of bettering human stock and eliminating unwanted characteristics. And when he was talking about eliminating unwanted characteristics, he was just talking about eliminating you and God. certain individual. I was looking at his his chart that he made. He made this chart. It's a picture of a tree, and there's a tree with roots planted in the ground, and the tree springs up like any tree would, but it has eugenics written across it, and it says eugenics is the direction. It says eugenics is the self-direction of human evolution. And then under that they have medicine, surgery, psychiatry, sociology, religion, education, genealogy, biography, statistics, politics, economics, law, geography, ethnology, archaeology, geology, anthropology, anthropology History, mental testing, anthropometry, physiological, biology, anatomy, and gen- and genetics. These, everything that I mentioned, are all the things that they control. They are controlling all of those factors from the biology to the psychology to the genetics to the anthropology to the geology to the to the false history to the twistery to the law to the politics to the economics to the statistics to the genealogy to the sociology they are controlling every factoid that i mentioned and it says under the roots of that tree, like a tree, eugenics draws its material from many sources and organizes them into a harmonious entity. Well, that harmonious entity that they're speaking of is that entity that breaks, stills and kills its way across the planet. That's harmony to them. That's what you did. That's harmony. They are engineering evolution. So that's not real evolution. It's a GMO version of their so-called desire for evolution. It's called The Alchemy of Eugenics. You got to read that article. It's an article called Engineering Evolution, The Alchemy of Eugenics. Read that. Francis Galton, the one that uh, came up with this, you know, one of the many who came up with this. Boy, I'm looking at his photo. Boy, is he one big, narrow, pointy nose, little nostril, pink, disgusting tail parasite. He's something else to look at. We have to look at it for what it is. It's real ugly. People simply are not willing to accept the idea that the genetic base on which their character was formed is inferior and should not be repeated in the next generation. Those are the words of Francis. He said people simply are not willing to accept the idea that the genetic base on which their character was formed is inferior to be not repeated in the next generation. So that means, he says, we, we have to ask whole groups of people to accept this idea. And we have asked individuals to accept it. They have constantly refused, and we have all but killed the eugenics movement. They won't accept the idea that they are in general second rate. We must rely on other motivation. So this other motivation that he came up with was everything that they done slipped in and put themselves in control of. This these are our people. And this was written, it says here, I'm, I'm quoting him from Dalton, Mid-century Eugenics by Frederick Osborne. The Dalton Lecture, 1956 in the Eugenics Review, Valium 48. This, this is a disgusting, deplorable, situation that we are in. It's real. It's been real. Very real. And somehow we closed our eyes to what's really going on. They took a survey of eugenics in action and, and they started with isolated incident of sterilization. And then they started on, you know, mental illness. They started uh, the castration of children in Pennsylvania training school for the feeble-minded children in 1889. And most of y'all, those children, if not all those children, are African children. And this movement picked up momentum. See, they've always been castrating our males, and sterilizing our females, finding ways to prevent the great ones from walking this planet, finding ways to stop trying to stop us. We cannot be stopped unless we choose to be stopped. No one has to be in control of what is. No, not not them. No one like that has to be in control. But somehow, again, we find ourselves in a situation where a parasite, a cunning parasite, is nothing wise. I would say they slick a little bit. I think they're a lot slick. Anytime you don't convince us to aid and help in our own destruction. (laughs) You know, that's very slick. Period, from the beginning, they've been trying to stop us. They don't want us here. Listen to me clearly. They don't want you here. They're not your friends. They smile at you, yes. They laugh, but not for the reasons you think. They're not smiling because of the reasons you think. This is a sinister creature. I'm looking at something that's called the uh, Human Genome Organization, Hugo. It has DNA mapping. I'm looking at this because it's really important, because under that has a picture of two white men grabbing what looks to be a black boy. It says here that supported in America by the Eastern establishment, eugenics was nurtured in the hotbeds of the round table influenced uh, philosophy at Harvard, Columbia, and Cornell University. This subject was popularized in Germany by Ernest Cakel, who linked romantic German nature mysticism and unity of the Volk with clinical biopolicies later instituted by Hitler. Temple believed that there was no unity among the species of mankind. He didn't even know. This Temple knew even back then that they were a different species than us. When are we going to get it through our heads that you and I are a whole different species? They admitted to it. I've been saying this to you, but sometimes Black people African people won't believe nothing you say unless they get it from, they've been trained to to, to not believe it unless they get it from a, a white doctor or or a pink doctor or pink parasite. site. a pink parasite says it, then it must be true, right? But no, I've been saying this before I even read it. They're a different species. They know, but they never wanted you to them that you were a different species than them. So they mentally trained you to have this uh, feeling of love and compassion because they're the same, right? Wrong, 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 wrong. They've taught your children the pictures in the magazine, the commercial. They, they're attacking us in all kinds of ways, but that's one of the major ways that they have gotten to our people to convince us that they are the same species as us. When that's far, far from the truth. It's far from the truth. They have a whole... In 1928, they had a whole American Eugenics Society. It's all been sponsored by Rockefeller and many other families. The Rockefellers and the Rothschilds support have supported this on a, a large scale for many, many, many moves, many decades. I'm telling you this and I'm saying this because these names are in the seat of power where we belong and those names are complete psychopathic species are psychopath species period they have a, a mentioning of overall and fertility. And Rockefeller has some, some subsidized literature about it in the the, the, the depopulation activist and the, the depopulation circumstance period amongst our people. He has had a single hand, the whole family, anybody related to a Rockefeller once you dead wants me dead they want to eradicate us off the face of the planet I'm pulling up all these things like the trilateral commission the round table the Club of Rome the the whole CFR the Freemasonic you know round table I'm pulling this I'm calling names like this because we don't have a seat at any of these We don't have a say-so when it comes to any of it. it. What you don't know is that the world, especially the U.S., is awash in excess poor population. They try to make it seem like our population is not poor. But, oh, yes, it is. Oh yes it is. You won't notice until there's about three of us left because that's just what we become. We become brainless. We become dead on the inside. We we're not aware like we need to be. Some of us are not aware. Not all of us, but some of us are not aware like we need to be. Something has to be done about it in a hurry. Starting at the nearest world. Because all those abortion clinics were put in place to force us into the abortion. And what they do is they use those fetuses for their skin products or their adrenochrome, for all kinds of things. So that they can stay, I guess, so-called youthful because they age very rapidly. This creature, man. At 15, they start looking like age 35, and at 35, they start looking like age 85. You've all seen it. You've all seen it. I was in a doctor's office one day, or I, I don't like to call, you know, a doctor a doctor, unless it's a an African. For some of us, we don't have doctors, some of us go to death stores. I call them death doors, death doors, not doctors. But I was at the doctor's office one day, and it was a lady next to me. This woman was born in the 80s like me, but I was under the impression that she had, I was under the impression that she had to be no less they're 55. <laughs> no lie. You couldn't have told me she was born in no age. I was in shock because I was like, "Oh, what happened? Well, that's what happened. See, unless they're feeding on... See, these abortion clinics aid in multiple ways. They can feed on the adrenal clone, They can make skin products. They can also... They have so many deplorable ways to use fetuses for their own convenience. Black fetuses. So, it's not an accident that all these Planned Parenthoods and programs were put in place, especially when it came to the poor, the Black, the African people. It's so, it's it's funny how all these things are put in front of us, but we're not realizing what's going on. So we have situations where I talked to someone um, and we had a conversation. She told me that um, her mother forced her to have an abortion. And ever since then, she couldn't get pregnant. And she hasn't had any children, you know. And I'm sure she's not the only story. So now we are trusting to the point of killing off our own species. It's it's terrible and it's sick. Let me say let me say this to all you mothers out here. I don't care how old my daughter is. If she walks in on me and she's pregnant and she happens to get pregnant, <clears throat> there will be no abortion. If you got pregnant, you were supposed to get pregnant. If you have sex and you procreate, that's what your body is supposed to do. It's natural, it happens. What's unnatural is the ideology that it's okay to murder all life before it has a chance to experience itself in a human form before it has a chance to be a baby and in some cases, it, there are places that perform abortions all the way up until birth. And you know who supports some of you, some of you people's boy Biden supports that the option to abort a child all the way up until birth that's even sicker. Oh, it's all sick, but it, 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 I mean, come on, okay, the big. Ba- the baby is about to be born. It's coming out. It's wet, wet. hush it up. Kill it. As if that's okay. We're, we're twisted. We're infected. In, in a lot of ways. And that's running away. Mothers. Black, African, cosmic, melanin-rich mothers. is your children. Somehow. I'm not saying that you know, there's not a problem with children having children too soon or too early before they're able to really guide that child. Yes, there has to be something put in place, a certain honor, a certain code that we must live by. We live by the laws of my i We live by principles. We live by principles. Principle alone. I won't even say law, but principles. We had principles. We had a compass of a moral compass. We had a duty to our ancestors to usher in a being of high knowledge, a being of high superiority, a high cosmic being. We weren't out here making fuck babies. We had a plan in place, but I'm not saying. That a child who wasn't planned for isn't important. That child is just as important as the child that was planned for. Believe it or not, no one, no one has a right to decide the life and death punish. No one. Especially us as mothers, how dare we, as African mothers, if we have any kind of moral compass, if we have any type of truth inside us, how dare we convince our daughters to kill off their own uh, offspring, their own DNA, their own life. Never should be. So they introduced Abortion clinics. Then they or- they introduce birth control that have cancerous and long-term side effects that prevent you from getting pregnant, even after you stop it. They put stuff in our water, and our lotions, and our toothpaste, in our food, in the drinks. They put all kinds of stuff to create a system in your body to make the body turn on itself, make the womb a wound, uh, 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 inhospitable place for life to grow. That's a problem. If you have sons and if you have daughters, I hope you are teaching them to make sure they choose wisely who they become intimate with. Make sure before they join and make a unified choice that they're sure of what they're doing. I hope we're teaching our sons and our daughters to do this because it seems like the videos and the music and the social media and the the love and hip-hop and the Facebook and the Instagram whores and all this other stuff is teaching our children. That's what it seems like. I don't see any original. What I see is a twisted form of being who has become infected by parasitic behaviors and parasitic thoughts, unknowingly, which was the plan. That's why I brought up the eugenics tree. This was all planned. All planned. Part of the killing squad. This is all a I can't bring myself to watch an OBG. I just can't. <laughs> when I was younger, when I was little, yeah, you know, it's something that we have to stop doing. Just like I'm not on social media. I'm not. I don't do that because I know the sickness, I know the creator, I know what they created it for. It's important that we look at who created Planned Parenthood. Let's look at things that I brought up before about Bill Gates, Monsanto, and eugenics, and how One of the world's wealthiest of men is actively promoting a corporate takeover of global agriculture. If he gets his hands, which he has done, gotten his hands on GMOs, don't you know that there's so many reports and findings and and so much of the GMO has to do with making sure we don't reproduce any more. For them, it's a survival of not the fittest, not the most righteous, but survival of the most sickening, deplorable virus on this planet. They want the virus to survive. They don't want us to survive. They want what's unnatural, the GMOs. We have to look at what's really going on around us. Who is part of what said? Bill Gates. He just ooh, excuse me for burping, y'all, but Bill Gates, he said that most human beings are just reckless breeders in human weeds in need of calling. It was a PBS uh, interview in 2003. Those were his exact words. Bill Gates admitted that his father used to be head of Planned Parenthood, which was founded on the concept that most human beings are just reckless breeders and humans in need of calling. He, he even admitted during his interview. That his family was involved in reproductive issues throughout the years and has been for a very long time. Look up the name Thomas Robert uh, Moulton. He believed that populations of the world need to be controlled through reproduction restrictions. These are the people in the seat of power that are, you know, creating the death. Just look at it. You see how his foundation, Gates Foundation is invested heavily in converting Asian and African agricultural systems to GMO. Because it has to do with our reproductive organs snuffing us out. So many times I try to tell our people we are on the brink of extinction. I can name all types of African creatures that no longer are here that are extinct. We're on that list of endangered species and don't even know it. We don't even know it. And I'm not gonna argue with people whether or not it's true or false. Because if you don't know what it is, then go ahead and do what you got to do and die. I don't have time to sit around and argue with my own people when I'm trying to help us to survive. And if you control agriculture, you control the population of the world. Let's be smart. Let's look at it for what it is. Let's look at it for exactly what it is. You have all types of stuff going on here. Bases on the Moon and Mars have uh, supposedly been built and have been in operation since the 1950s. All three alternatives included that I'm about to mention are recommendations for population control, and they work on those things over, over supposedly by testing elements of planets and moons but if you ask me they've never gone out of orbit they never gone to the moon I don't believe for one bit that they've been to the moon I don't know about Mars neither I don't I don't I don't think that this this creature has ever gone to the moon because if he did he would have went back that was just a movie that they showed people. They say that it, it, they've been working on different things on this planet for sustaining life or different things on different planets for sustaining life. Lies. Lies. What they've been working on on this planet is this planet alone is birth control, sterilization, and the introduction of deadly microbes to reduce... the growth of the Earth's population. Let's talk about bioengineered diseases. Hey, the Gulf War illness and many other new diseases were internationally bioengineered in laboratories that are found mostly in the United States. And it includes the Army's Secretive facilities at Fort Detrick, Maryland. Bioengineering disease. Well, where are our bioengineers? How come there are not enough of us in that field so that we can take preventative measures or create something that would eradicate them before they eradicate us? How is it? All our growth has been working for them. How have we not created an invention that stopped bullets? We're, we're the all. We are the greatest beings upon this planet. And yet we still can create technology that controls magnetism to the point of keeping us safe. How did we not do that? How, where are our bioengineers? I'm looking at all these bioengineered diseases on the list and I'm like, where, where are we? How come we're not taking preventative measures? What are we doing? Where are our bioengineers? Where? They're making depopulation the bombs and we sitting here shooting each other or, 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 you know, trying to shoot injections in our ass. And, and, and shoot injections, and, and get new new breasts, and, and I don't know what our men are doing. Like I said, they, they out here playing football, playing with balls, and playing basketball, just playing with balls. That don't make no sense to me. If you look at the situation we're in, they've been taking your IQ online. They got IQ games, so they can monitor your IQ. IQ has also emerged from eugenics. Bill Kellogg, inventor of the corn He was part of the, the Race for a Betterment Foundation to, to stop us from, from existing. I don't think Kellogg's are great from Frosted Flakes. I don't think they're so great anymore. I don't know what's in the process like it tastes too good right too good I don't know what's going on trust it neither should you President Theodore Roosevelt he's the father of American eugenics it's because of some that there was a depression see these people sit in a seat of power, they create a problem and then try to act like they got the solution or give a solution to the problem that they created. That's part of the erasing right that was part of lowering the population. You know, it's 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 it sad that we're not doing anything about this and looking around us at what's really going on. Searching, getting into the truth of sterilization and asexualization. Getting into what's really going on. World War I was about the American eugenics movement. And it strengthened its ties with Germany, period. Eugenics sterilization began literally the moment Hitler assumed power in Germany. I I feel no way about anybody when it comes to that whole situation with the Jews and Hitler.
1: Because the reality
2: is, is that that was orchestrated. That was all part of an of an elite plan too. I'll break that down about the Jews another time. I've gotten into the to, to the Jews and the Tsars and the Casarians and all that before, but I'll get back into it another time. We don't have time for their, uh, I don't know, for their fracking apple. They. Let me tell you something. They had people like Darwin, Galson. These were all, these were beings that were from parasites, from from the pink race. And they had a whole circumference of the earth. And they met with each other. And then they sat down with each other. And they messed out. The Western man, the pink man, and then they, 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 they sat alongside each other. They came together and elaborately created a way to demonstrate their so called superiority and God given right to rule all of these these scientists all these things sciences are involved with the elite and the elite are the ones in the power seat of evolution to you you tell like really utilize the utilities that go with eugenics and evolution i think it's really important that our people get in to evolution evolution and eugenics see what these people are about they Understand that the elite belief systems and value systems are parasitic in nature from a parent they have they, they i mean they've been into the survival of the riches Not the survival of the fittest. It's about the survival of the richest. Over the fittest, we're to rule this planet. This planet is ours. We need to take it back. Study social Darwinism and the ideals to centralize population control and, and mass death. Study selective breeding. Study the, the psychopath and the psychology among the elite. Study political, what is it called? Ponderological events or pyrinology. Political pyrinology. Study that. Study that because these parasites believe that the ends justifies me. All these things are tied together. All these things are tied together. Everything that's happening was planned out. Look up the Georgia Guidestone. Look that up. Look into the Georgia Guidestones. Look up multi-generational planning. Because these, these beings have been sitting in a position that promotes death unto us and our people. I was gonna get into how the neurological system is, it has to do with everything and, and, and what they're doing with NLPs and, and technology and, and just how they're using things. Companies like Nestle are using things. Johnson & Johnson are using horrible things. To, to come at us and our products and kill us all. We as parents should know about EMS and Wi-Fi and, and 5G and and the, this, the international health crisis on our children in general, period. Okay, okay I'll be with you in one second. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that we have to really truly look at for what it is. We have not studied the chart of electromagnetism or electromagnetic spectrum. We need to understand what's affecting our children, what's affecting our population. We need to understand our houses, how they're set up, what's going on in the walls of our houses. We are electrical beings, magnetic beings. And we have, we don't have enough knowledge to combat the ways that they're coming at us. It's so many companies that are invested in our demise Period, period. I will mention those companies at a later date. I've mentioned them before, but I will go over them again at a later date. But this is what I wanna say to wrap things up. Which one of us has a seat in the house of Rothschild? Not one of us, not one of us. Which one of us has a seat at the Institute for International Affairs? Not one of us. Which one of us has a seat at Bilderberg's? Which one of us has a seat in the order? Which one of us has a a seat or a place so at the House of Rockefeller? Who rules the world? And who needs to start ruling the world? That's what we need to look at. Why are we not looking at things as they truly are? None of us have a seat at the Council of 13. None of us. Not one of us. Not one of us. None of us run the Mafia. Not one of us run the Trilateral Commission. None of us do. Do we? I think not. I know not. I know not. Not one of us control anything federal reserve not one of us control anything at the world court or the world bank or at united nations or at unesco or at the temple of understanding not one of us has a seat in a true say so at the royal institute for international affairs not one of us has a seat at the round table. Now one of us has to say so. What goes on at Tavistock Institute? Or at the Club of Rome, Or at Peace? Or at the London School of Economics or at the Society for Physical Research? Who which one of us which one of us is running the, the scrolling key? society? Not one of us. Which one of us is, is is sitting at the Pilgrim Society? Not one of us. What one of us is running Corp? Not one of us. Which one of us has control over the National Association for the advancement of colored people, even? Not us. Not us, I can tell you that. We don't, we don't run the World Affairs Council. We don't run the anti uh, lead League. We, we're not sitting on the American Civil Liberties Committee running anything. If we are sitting on that one, we're not running anything. We don't run the Congress racial equality. Who? Well, Who's in control of who? IMS. Who's controlling the KGB? Who, Who has a seat at the Bohemian Club? Not you. Not me. Who has a seat at the Grand Druid Council? Not one of us. Or at the Hellfire Club. Not one of us. What I'm naming is the order of the elite all the way down from the Council of 13, to the Hellfire Club, to the Bilderberg Group, to the Atlantic Council, to the Federal Reserve, to the World uh, Court, to the banks, to the United Nations, to the central committees of the Communist Party of the Soviets, or the Soviet Union, to to the National Lawyers Guild, all the way down to the Young Communist League, to whoever, We don't have a say-so because we haven't put ourselves in that seat of power. We don't run the Ford Foundation. We don't run the World Council of Churches. We don't run the Fund for Republic. We don't run the NEA. We run nothing but our mouths in these streets and something about that needs to change today yesterday the day before that something needed to change 100 years ago 200 years ago understand and understand the situation that we in I came at y'all like this because our survival is a must. It's out of love. When I say, I'm gonna let my light shine and it's gonna burn, it's out of love. That's why I say love and light. So I'm gonna bring this to a close until the next time but we must survive. Let's get out this genocidal time loop or so-called time loop. Let's stop living in the illusion within the illusion. Let's understand and overstand the nature of what we're dealing with. More importantly, let's do something about it. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I want to do something about it. And because I want to do something about it, that's why you don't see me in video. I come to you via the voice. It's still me. I'll give you an image of me. but With this technology, I don't want them having the knowledge of how I move, what my mannerisms are. Because I know I'm planning. They know I'm planning. I want to do something about this. I plan on making sure my children's children's children continue to fight and survive. And more importantly, let's thrive. But first we have to get into the position to survive. Know that wherever you are, if you're listening to me, I come from the and I come from a place that is beyond love. They even twisted that word. So I I say that I more than love you. And again to all, all that are that are that is listening, to all who let their children listen to this. If you are a teen, if you're one of my children, and you're listening to this, know that I love you. Know that I need you to survive. Know that the time has come that we don't have a choice but to survive. Our numbers are dwindling. Our numbers are falling. Drastically. And don't let money be. I just want to say this one too at the very end of this, because I'm closing it up. I I want to end this too with saying, don't let money rule you, rule over your truth, rule over your uh, your faith and your whatever you want to call it, you know, your energy. I say this because. Yes, if you have children, you do need to be able to provide food and sustenance for them. They don't need all this needless stuff, but they do need love, support, guidance, honesty, truth. They need so much that comes from within. It has nothing to do with monetary value. As long as you can feed a child and you have the resources to make sure they're healthy mentally, spiritually, and physically, don't worry about nothing else. Go ahead and make that child. Come on, let's raise our numbers. I want all y'all to start making love tonight with whoever you with (laughs) and bring forth some more soldiers. Bring forth some more light beings. Bring forth the universe, the cosmos, the stars, the sun, the stars, the brother. Bring them forth. Let's use our wounds for what it's supposed to be for. It is a portal, a gateway. So let the energy of the great can walk through you come through you honest needless uh mindless sexuality has to stop that's a distraction but when i'm talking about surviving making love and creating a high functional being to aid in our survival that that's important we're being killed off constantly. Our numbers for our birth rates are dropping, and then the babies that are being born and cared for in these hospitals aren't being cared for, and they're dying too. Our black boys are being shot before they get a chance to procreate and even become men. Our black little girls are, are turning themselves into men, some of them. And I'm not even gonna get on some of our black men that want to be female. I'm gonna say this is nothing personal. We all got gay people in our family, I'm sure. I do. I don't have no hatred for nobody. But you're not aiding in our situation for survival. If you get. People who get upset, religious people and people who may be on on an alternative uh, situation, gays or or trainees or whoever, I don't care. I don't care if you get mad at me. This is about the survival of our people. It's not a personal attack. I don't hate nobody. I have no hatred. I'm speaking back. A man and a man can't make a baby and a woman and a woman cannot make a child to continue on the genetic material that we need on this planet to survive. We cannot continue on that way. We have boys, not men, very little men among us. That has to change too. Me and Ani were talking. He was talking about these these names of why. He didn't, you know, he don't, uh, he didn't never agree with how our black men in the hip hop community, some of us them call themselves little this or young that. No, you have to be a man. Women, beautiful black sisters, stop. You're not meant to be a whore. You're not. You're not. Stop. Stop pouring yourselves out. Out. Raise your vibration. Raise your frequency. Become the queens that you're supposed to be. Become the queens that you're supposed to be. Don't let their twisted psychological tactics rule over what is naturally what you're supposed to be doing, what the universe lets you be here for. Don't let some push you up so badly that you can't see that their tricks and their behaviors are causing our numbers to fall drastically. Be who you are, yes. Who you're supposed to be, yes. Not this, this other reality that these parasites have created for you, that have programmed you into to living it. There's nothing beautiful or sexy about a, a feminized male. There's nothing strong about a feminized male. Women, there's nothing beautiful or sexy about a woman that's not going to let a man be a man. You're not supposed to take a masculine stance. Femininity is strength. It is not weakness. Stand in your energy, stand in your truth as to who you are. Period. Make sure your kids do the same. Cause we 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 are not asked backwards, but like I said before, back asked for. We so asked backwards that we back asked for. And like I said before, more importantly, raise to want to be something about value that will service our community, that will aid in our survival, create, create some 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 black survivalist, African survivalists. Create some cosmic doctors, African doctors, African scientists, African war strategists. Create warriors all around. That's what we need that's what we need to be doing. If you got the money, to make sure that the child is eating and if you have the soul to feed the child and the love in your heart to care for that child, make it and have it. I don't regret not one child I've ever given birth to. Regardless of my situation at the time, in the beginning when I had my first child, was I prepared? No, but it's the best thing I could have ever did for this planet and for myself period the world wouldn't be first anything had i not given birth and to those who can't give birth the world is still something for you you don't need to give birth to be a mother there are children who need mothers beautiful black children who need love that don't have parents. Let's care for them too. Let's love each other. Let's guide each other. Let's help each other. Let's raise the vibration, raise the frequency, and do what we need to do to survive. Period. Let's stop being selfish. Let's stop being retarded, because some of us have been retarded. Let's stop. Let's look at things for what they are. Let's do what must be done. We're at a great disadvantage and don't have to be. We're the y'all Everything that's being done to us is because we allow it. If we don't allow it, it won't happen period. And I'm going to end with that and say love and light to all who were present, who listened, who stayed, who didn't stay. I love you. And we're coming to an end. My brother, I Lance, it's been very wonderful to be here on the platform. I don't know if you're still around. I'm right here, sweetheart. I know you, you I'm right here around. <laughs> I'm oh, right. you are?
1: Yes, yes, I'm right here. <laughs>
2: but I, I'm I'm so thankful and grateful that that I was here with you, sharing in this experience of life with you. Yes, and you know I'm just grateful. Thank you so much.
1: I'm beyond grateful, and like I said, your words are very important. It's it's mandatory. It's like an evacuation. You know, when, I, when, when a building is on fire, that sense of urgency, this is what we need to be listening to. I know there are a lot of things out there that distract us and take us away from the mission at hand. And I know that, you know, our younger folks, they're made for this. You understand? So we need to give them what they need because we, they look up to us. And I thank you for that because you taught all of us. And it doesn't mean we have to be younger. I'm a little older than you, but when you speak, you're my elder and you taught me a whole lot. And I thank you for that.
2: Oh, thank you. <laughs> and to get you know what? We'll get together real soon yes. again. Yes. Cuz there's so much that we have to do. So much. And and you know, I can not I always like I say I can't think to so enough. I just, I just really can't. I'm going to go ahead on and ten to I
1: know to your family. Yes. <laughs> little...
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna go tend to my family. Yes. And I tend it to this family, y'all my family too. Let me let me go over here and tend to the other parts of
1: my family. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Share the love. (laughs) Definitely. So (laughs) you just let me you just let me know when. Just like I'm like a fireman. I'm here, you call me, you set the time, I set it up, I'll do the graphics, I'll get everything together and we'll do the presentation, you know? um, You're bringing bringing the meat between the slices of bread, you know what I mean? Which that's a bad analogy because we don't eat meat, but um, nonetheless, you know, you're so appreciated. And the accumulation of work that you have put out there consistently, you know, with with that sense of urgency is phenomenal. I mean, when you look at, and I don't compare, I'm gonna let you go after this. When you look at a lot of other, And I hate to say it like I'm comparing, but at this point, the nutrition, the nutritional value, and I don't mean food, but there's a lot of folks out there that just want to run off headlines and say who said what and who did what and who didn't. Let's get down to the nitty gritty of this thing and, and look at ourselves in the mirror, get ourselves right. You know what I mean? Nobody's car ever got tuned up by complaining about how other cars run bad. You got to take your car to the shop and get it tuned up, if you know what I mean. So much love to you, my sister and um, King Ani. I know he's he's doing this thing. He's with you, your family and taking the time away from your nuclear family to share with your family here means a whole lot to us. That's why we're all here lined up like the troops that we are when you give the orders. Much love to you.
2: Oh, it's, it's, it's never any problem to take a little time away and do what needs what is necessary. You know, it's, yes. it's, it's a necessary need. Yes. And, and you know, what? we over here, we love you. We love all that you're doing. I want you to um, definitely give my love to Lily Fire. I want you to give my love to Brother (laughs) Kwaku, your whole family, you know, because we all doing this together. That's right. We doing it together. That's right. That's right. We putting in that time together. That's right. And I I don't mind. I don't (laughs) mind. You know, it needs to be done. It must be done. And it was just a a great, I'm going to celebrate this moment. Yes. Because like I said, it's an important moment for me. You know, this is the day that my child, my first born was born on. And, you' know, beautiful. beautiful I just I'm gonna I'm gonna relish this moment because yes I talked about the the death of our people but this is about our life you know we really can't really die right you know only right. the physical sense but you know our genetic material can be attacked and our genetic material is dying not us
1: right There's right
2: no death for right us, but yepup yeah. Yeah, it's it's all about the light and the life of of which we are. And I'm just going to celebrate this day, Mm
3: -hmm. you know,
2: because this is the best day of my life. You know, the day that I heard my first child scream and cry, you know, when she was born. So this is, you know, the day of life for me, even though we talked about what's going on. This is a day of life. And I just, again, I know that uh, I'm sure she will be listening if she's not listening. Yes. And I just want to say, you know, I yes. love you, Timmy Love Song. And I love you too, Lily Ryan. And, you know, yes. I'm grateful that you made it here in these times. Yes. And I'm grateful that you're going to carry the torch and do what I'm doing and continue yes. to help our
1: people. Survive. Always, always, always. It's it's a joy, you know. When you when you do what it is that is you're supposed to be doing, and and you fit right in, you know the world may not love you all the way, and much of the world will. But all my concern is my world and and and, and our people. You see, so I'm 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 good where we are. I'm built for this. When I look back on my life, I say, wow, I went through this. I went through that. And that gave me knowledge on this, and knowledge on that, and all the odd pieces of my life came together for this point. And okay, <laughs> people say, "Well, that's just YouTube. So what?" It's a it's a powerful thing when used right. I don't need to have my name up in the white man's uh uh uh, uh what do you call it lights and fame and I, no, let me do my job. If you want to do a show, I'll throw up the graphics, I'll set it up, and we'll get together. But if that's all I'm gonna do, and, and it's and it's useful. Then let me be that that faceless gear behind the faceplate of a beautiful watch. It's just as important as anything else. So, it's, it's no ego involved. When I did my ayahuasca with Dr. King, it didn't. There was nothing to pull up that was agitating me. My my ego was already slain. I had no. I, I, we chilled through the whole thing and just enjoyed it, and enjoyed all of the uh, uh, wonderful entities that came around us from the other worlds. You know what I mean? So. I know, I know, and because of that, I know, that was super confirmation. Now to come here and walk every single day on the soil of the motherland and look up at the sun, zero latitude and zero longitude on the equator. I mean, I, I know it was gonna happen, but it's a dream come true. Yes, nowhere is perfect. We have corruption on the human level here also. I'm talking about those spiritual levels, things I don't have to deal with anymore. Things I wanna encourage other people to, to, to indulge in and try, even if you can't make it connect in with what's here so that we can ascend, because we're all gonna ascend, but what are we gonna ascend to? Right? So I don't wanna hold you up any longer. Um I'm gonna probably take a little 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe come on and just talk a little bit with Sister LG Live. We'll be on live. Um got a few things we're gonna do picking up around here. But um, you let me know I'm here for you. And big up, King Ani. Uh, love and light to you also, brother. And you're a warrior king also. You, I got your back, you got mine. And all in, in this thing together, that's what it's all about. They want us apart, but we're united. We're always going to be that way. And that's what I'm all about. And that's what this platform is about. It's not about division or saying who who who, who was oldest reparation or who ain't African or who. That's that stupid talk that they want us to get involved in. The whole planet is ours. But thank you so much, my sister Queen Warrior. And you have a wonderful evening. I'm five hours ahead of you, so it's still afternoon for you going into the evening. But nonetheless, we're on the same planet. I thank you.
2: Well, thank you so much for just having me. Oh, before I go, I know, you know, usually Empress Ella D is always there. I mean, yes. she works overtime. I don't want to, Leave this platform and hang up without saying "I love you," Amber's <laughs> do. Yes, I do. You're amazing. <laughs> you, you you pull. You're like Lance. You keep us all together. You know you're amazing. You know you're just amazing. She, I had to say that, Lance. You already know you're amazing. You're doing you're doing it too. I told you I love, <laughs> you know, all the research stuff, especially with, you know, having Lloyd on. I was like, oh, wow. You know, Oh, I've been yeah. Him for oh a while. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, we have some wonderful. good ones coming. Yes. It was wonderful.
1: And he'll be back on Monday also. So yes. um, we'll be looking forward to that. And we. You
2: said he's coming back
1: on? Oh, yeah. This Monday. This Monday coming back on again. Oh, yeah. And we have, you know, some. Oh, okay. But, all right, I'll be there too. Yes, yes. Of course. Of course. I want you to be there. I'm here for everybody. <laughs> I
2: am here for everybody. Uh um, everybody that was, was 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 the president. Right, <laughs> I'm right. I'm here <laughs> to everybody. And you know, I'm I'm always there for everybody. Right. Anybody that I don't mention, trust me, I listen to you. I uh, I'm I'm here. I'm I'm present even if i'm not in the chat i'm present <laughs> um i just be having my hands
1: busy oh i understand <laughs> but i'm
2: listening to you i'm here with you in spirit
1: yes yes
2: and lance keep doing a wonderful job thank you you feeling all right you feeling better
1: yeah um I, I, w- off, I would say okay? yeah i'm i'm, I'm 93 percent there and um like i said just just a final acclamation into the atmosphere here I did have, I'll admit I did have a, a fever somewhat. And then, you know, I felt this way. I felt that way. All kinds of things were going on. It was almost like the final re- recalibration of my body here. And so I just waited it out and just, um, you know, just, just rested and took my neem and took my herbs and the soup and, you know, Mister Scurve made of things, Brother the Quaker just recently made me some pumpkin soup and, um, you know what I mean? Because, you know, he's a chef also. And um, it, it, it's just been just deep thought. I, I I came to some deep realizations. You know, it was a spiritual thing also. It was almost like I was given some kind of birth or taken to a different level, but my body felt it, you know. It was, it was to the point actually where somehow I felt like, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, d- d- make it too dramatic, but it was like I was leaving out of here, not to not to tr- transition, but it was like I was removed partially, so things can happen in my body to be ready for when the time comes when it I'm gonna need the body to be super strong. But I felt that.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: But I, I didn't want to explain yeah, that, it to anybody. Part of the whole process. yes yes because it, it was like we're going to move you to the side right here we're going to move your essence to the side here we're not taking you out of here but this is kind of where you go when you when you when people say die we ascend we keep going but i felt i was in that place while the cleansing was going on and things were brought to me so a lot of different things happened like i said ever since the experience with dr kang it was just new things have been happening in my thought processes faster thoughts deeper thoughts Percept, I can smell people around me. I don't mean just the nose. I mean their, their, their spirit, their essence, their in, their intention. Even when I don't let them know when they're rotten people, and I don't say anything. I already know what they are. It's made me funnier. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's made me crack faster jokes. I mean, not just on a you know, but just everything. Yeah, you know, I'm just you know, I need I need more ayahuasca, right? Yeah, you yeah, can yeah, really I mean, be a you comedian. <laughs> your
3: energy, your
2: your energy. Uh, <laughs> so you on that energy vibrational level where you can feel, you can sense. You know what's what. That's so, right. That's right. So you know, I know that you're you're this this powerful energy, and powerful energy. Sometimes you know it has to have its moment where it just is, and yes. it just relaxes. And yes. you know, I'm just glad for the most part that you're getting your rest that you need and you're you're getting everything that you need. Of course Miss Curve is taking care of you like she always does. Yes. Amazing, yes. amazing woman. So more than a woman. So I, I don't worry about you <laughs> in that way. I know you got it all You're good. You're mm, good. That's right. But I had to ask before yes. I go.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. You
2: know i had to ask you know because i care <laughs> you know yes we, and, and, family, we gotta check on each other that's right always I'm a, I'm a i'm a i am am could not hear i couldn't hear some of what you were saying because for some reason right i don't know like if you, at some times you were coming through muscles a little bit
1: right right i think i think everybody I'm, who's listening can hear it no 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 i i think it's huh? it's some what it is it's the app that it's the app Do that I'm using. Me? I can hear you loud and clear. It's the app that I'm using um, to get the call to keep the American number going. It's a special app. See, the number is alive, but the service is gone. So this call is coming through an app. What I want to try in the future, if you can get WhatsApp, maybe it might come through a little clearer. But um, it's a special company that I go through, and I don't think there is super efficient. Um, As far as the clarity, you know, the power they use to drive the phone calls, because for them, I think it's just a vocal thing. You know, um, for this, with the highly sensitive equipment that I have, you need to have, you know, a little more punch going through. So that's why it's working that way. But no, I hear you. And I know the recording. I don't think there's any problem with anybody hearing hearing us. But you may hear a little problem, you know, um, and, and, and that's okay. But we'll talk about that. And then we're going to make I'm going to work on that and make make everything work better. So anytime I find or, or find a problem, I'll, um, you know, troubleshoot it and try to find out what the reason is so it can never happen again. So, you know, doing the platform is not just the shows. It's just, you know, making things better. Um, but yeah. Go, yeah. Go, no, but, but go ahead. I don't want to take I feel guilty. You gave us so much time and um, do your thing and, and hit us back whenever you and and king alley want to come back on um just come back on whether it's a recording or or a live show it's okay with me and it, it doesn't have to be planned way ahead of time it could be like hey this is the way I'm feeling I'm inspired to do this right now lance could you put me on I'm like okay let me wash my face and let's let's get to it boom and we'll do it i'm I'm ready whenever <laughs> you know i'll
2: definitely be ready and be calling you and we'll be back at it. Right. Because we, we gotta do what we need to do for our people. Right. We gotta survive. So we will I'm gonna be ready. That's right. You and I know you'll be ready. Oh yeah. So thank you again.
1: <laughs> okay. Thank you, my dear sister. And
2: I'll be back.
1: Okay. We'll be waiting. Let the countdown right. begin. Have a wonderful evening, my dear sister. Peace. You
2: have a good evening too.
1: Thank you. Peace. Thank you. Peace.
2: Thank you. All
1: right. Mm-hmm. Just want to say, I'm going to come back on tonight. Elegy um, and myself haven't been coming on as much because, you know, me feeling, going through the transitions on so many different levels that I've been going through in the last few days, my body would take over. I would have a full night's sleep, get up sleep the whole day, get up, you know, whatever it was. And I want to just talk tonight. You know, I'm not going to extend this show by talking too much tomorrow, the beauty of this show, but I want to come on a little bit, maybe like another 30 minutes or so. So if you can remember to come back, the link hasn't been created, but we will be back. And I just want to have a deep introspective, you know, kind of conversation no topic in particular but something laid back where we go deep in the mind because that's the kind of experiences that i'm coming out of right now so that's what i want to just talk and share you know spiritual emotional mental just flow i'm not holding back anything you know what i mean so that's what we're gonna do okay so wow it's been wonderful And expect us back shortly, or at least just say under the hour, because for some reason around this time, time flies over here. So I want to get it back, get back on it as fast as I can. So, you know, pushing the shows more and more. Yes, my sister, Angie Love, I'm going to pace myself. I'm going to rest myself. I just finished speaking to Brother Quaker when I took a dip away from the show for a second. And he was like, listen, he told me a few things to do and I'm going to do them. And um, we're going to keep strong. We're going to keep strong. But um, this is a wonderful experience having over here. But like I was reminded that this is not a vacation. I'm here for good. So, you know, me me thinking in vacation mode, I want to do everything. I want to rush when to get everything. I'm still going to do it that way, but I'm going to do it with a different mindset. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's what it is, Lovely Brown. That's exactly what it is. So I thank you for that. I'm going to pop two songs off or whatever, and um, we'll be back. Okay? So, Anyway, thank you all for being here. Know that I love you. I got all your messages, you know, all the good energy, and I couldn't do it without my family here. You all all here mean so much to me, and it's added so much to my life, so much of a stabilizing factor, the stability, the support, the love, the you know, just just all that means so much. And I just feel that this is the way that this thing should be used. And I love when I see everybody reaching out to each other, switching phone numbers and meeting up with each other, that really brings a glow to my heart. It makes me makes me know I'm doing something worthwhile, you know, because it goes beyond me. It's not about serving me. It's not about my name or not about that. It's about everybody coming together and to see this thing build. This really, really, really makes me feel good. It really brings tears in my eyes seriously. All right. So listen, I'm going to go now. I'm going to play some music and we're going to come back within the hour. Much love to you all. Much, much love. Peace.
4: what you say and i tell people, please do not tell me to be careful in what i have to say i am not afraid to speak i am not afraid because look i am here to do work the fact is that when i go to my job i don't just stand here and look at my job and hoping that it get done in some other way so the job that i'm here to do i am doing i don't want anybody to sit and say oh Man, I'm I'm worried about this. Don't worry about me. I don't want people to go around and worry when is white supremacy going to get him. These are the things that they want you to think. These are the places that they want to put you in. You see what I'm saying? That's why we don't do nothing. We see our sisters being beaten down in the street as a strong black man. We stand here and we look. And all we can do is take up our phone and videotape it. What happened after that? You see what I'm saying? We see these things and yet we are paralyzed by them. But the fact is that here's where the danger comes in. The danger comes in because I will look at you, okay? Give you a scenario. Here is a white guy over here. He's got a lot of food, even food that he's just wasting. And you have a gun, but you ain't going over here to rob him. But here is it that me, are you who live right next to him, who hardly can find enough to, to eat and feed the family, that's who he's going to kill. If, so what does that say to you now? You see, this is so much self-hate. It is so much self-aid that is within it. you or me that is going to destroy the other person who look like you are me. And and the food, all the food is over there. But you won't cross that line to won't get the food that you need. You're gonna cross the line to take away what this other person hardly even have. Because you hate yourself so much that you figure if you destroy yourself it's good for they, they, you know i don't have to worry about this god that's living over there because the god ain't gonna give me no food and if you don't volunteer to give me no food i'm not gonna go over there to take it That's what i'm saying so that's the place that's the place that we live that's the place that we live and so we have to start feeding into this into this narrative where we are living in such fear that when brothers start to speak True to power, we already said, oh man, hush, hush, hush. I don't want the prisoners to come in and get you next. I have to get me, so be quiet. You know, say, Just don't say anything. Be careful what you say. And that's where we live. That's a very dangerous place to live. It is. But the fact is that we can't see that because we're so caught up. We're so caught up and we're hoping we are hoping that we just wake up one day and everything magically change. And that is the thing where all of our people, a great deal of our people, is waiting for this magical person to come out of the sky and fix everything for them. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's no magical person that is going to fix it for you when you have a problem in your house you must be the one to fix it you see what i'm saying is i'm dealing from a place of logic i'm not dealing from a place of imagination because a lot of us we're dealing from a place of imagination and that's where the problem comes in
5: Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our name, our language, our culture, our God? and our religion. Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we're living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury, which the white man and the preacher has right here, so we see. So my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly that before the white man gained entry to the east he was living in the caves of europe a ravenous beast eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw till god sent moses to civilize him and teach him the law then following marco polo an explorer he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder. From India, he took juice, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast, he took barrels of oil untold, raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's heaven. came to America we were living in the east By the Nile River, we were living in luxury, enjoying freedom, justice, and equality. We wore silken robes, slippers of gold. We were the wealthiest and the wisest people, I'm told. Now we are the poorest of the world. Nobody wants us at their door. So, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven, black man hell. When the white man came to America, he told the Indian, I am your white brother. He said, Red man, I'll treat you the best. Yet, and still he pushed the Indian further west With his white woman and fire water Tricks and lies, he stole America The original owner of this nation Is cooped up on a reservation So, my friend, it's easy to tell White man heaven, black man hell (音楽) I
3: don't know
5: he needed someone to work the land his back was too weak he needed you black man so he commissioned sir john hawkins to commit the worst most grievous sin to take a man who's born to be free and bring him down to slavery to sell a man as merchandise on his body put a price, Oh, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven is a black man hell. <laughs>
0: If you via Skype, I've got Lance or a blogger, radio host,